John was not afraid to take risks, and the gold, brown, burnt orange hue he'd created was particularly striking. He had a tremendous talent, and soon qualified for the Central School of Art in Holborn, taking up his place there in 1965. My own scholastic career ended rather less impressively. In the summer holiday between sixth form and my final year at Trinity High School, I was spotted by one of my teachers drinking a half of lemonade shandy at the bar of a local pub. The pub was on the outskirts of Northampton at Western Favel, where I used to cycle to hang out with some local friends and go swimming in the lock near the mill house. I returned to school in September to find myself on report and summoned to the headmaster's office, where I found him red-faced in anger and brandishing his cane. "'Bend over, Harris,' is all he said. With all efforts at explanation summarily dismissed, and in the knowledge that were this to happen I would be the first sixth former in the school's history to get the cane, a sense of personal dignity and righteous indignation dictated my response. I turned tail, walked out of his office, cycled home, packed my saddlebags with all the school books I could find, went back, dumped them on his desk, and left. I hadn't enjoyed school anyway, except when I was on the sports field. I walked away from my education with two O-levels, art and English. "'Brilliant,' said Dad, who was now waiting for me when I arrived home. "'What are you going to do now?' My father had been brought up in the depression-hit South Wales mining community of Pontadour in the twenties and thirties, when a good education meant escape to university and a decent job, away from the pit closures and poverty of the valley.' The punishing hours of a detective's life seemed a reasonable trade-in to a man schooled in the philosophy of hard work. We spent many summers visiting relatives there when I was a child, although I always felt slightly claustrophobic, hemmed in by those tall, purple mountains. But the people were fantastic, a closely knit and truly supportive community. I spent a lot of time with Mayor Jones, the girl who lived next door to my mum and dad in Edward Street, and with my cousin, Mary Hopkin, who lived higher up the valley in Altwin. Dad already knew how much I wanted to be on the radio, but a career in broadcasting seems a million miles away when you're seventeen, living in an East Midlands boot-and-shoe town, haven't got a job and have just walked out of school. Dad and I did a deal. He was very keen for me to follow in his footsteps. "'Have a go at it, Rob,' he said. "'Join the police cadets. Have a look and see if you like the life. When you're nineteen, make the decision.' If you're still determined to get into the music business and honestly decide you don't want to take up a police career, I'll back you 100%, but on one condition. You must give it everything for the next 18 months. We shook on it. I joined the Northampton County Police Cadets, stationed at Wellingborough, and it wasn't too bad, particularly on the sports side. I'd played in my school first fifteen at Centre Three Quarter, wearing the number 13 shirt and modelling my game on that of Mike Weston, an England international of the time who